You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Bible Plus podcast. Today, we will be covering chapter 11 of the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John is the biography of Jesus Christ, who is God the Savior, who came to us to be our life. In the first 10 chapters of this Gospel, we see how Christ comes to every situation to meet man's need as life. And in chapter 11, it is no different. This life is not just our human biological life, but it's the divine, uncreated life, the Zoe life, who is God himself. In chapter 10, the Lord said that he came that we may have life and that we may have it abundantly. As we come to chapter 11, we see the case of Lazarus being resurrected from the dead. This record is unique among the four Gospels, not being found in Matthew, Mark, or Luke. In this podcast, we will explore how the Lord, as the life-giving Spirit, does not only give life, but He gives life that issues out of and even triumphs over death. On the positive side, the Lord comes to give life, but on the negative side, religion, with all of its concepts and regulations, hinder and frustrate God's dispensing of life. In the previous chapters, we see this. In chapter 8, the religious scribes tried to trap the Lord by asking Him in a religious way to deal with the adulterous woman. But the Lord uh, came in to forgive her of her sins. In chapter 9, the Lord is the real rest, healed the blind man on the Sabbath day. And the priests and scribes, instead of rejoicing, persecuted the man and opposed him. And in the last chapter, chapter 10, the Lord told the disciples that he is the good shepherd. As the good shepherd, the Lord rescues the sheep out of the fold of religion and brings them into himself as the good pasture, where they can have true rest and satisfaction. There are many hirelings and wolves who want to kill the sheep and remove them from the enjoyment of the shepherd's presence. But the shepherd lays his life down for his sheep, and no one can snatch his sheep from his hand. The first ten chapters of John show us that Christ as life is outside of any religious element. But as we come to this case in chapter 11, we see a different frustration. Uh, We come to the house of Bethany with Mary, Lazarus, and Martha, along with the disciples. And this house was filled with the Lord's loving seekers. We could say that their home is a miniature of what the church should be. They denied the religious elements and focused on the person of Christ. However, there was another hindrance which crept in. Man's opinion. The disciples, the Jews, Martha and Mary were not spared from this. And we should take this as a warning that our opinion can frustrate the Lord's operation of resurrection life in the church. In verse 11, the Lord told his disciples, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going that I may awaken him out of sleep. The disciples responded, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. When the Lord thought it was necessary to go, they did not want him to go. And they didn't want to go. In verse 18, they discouraged him from going for fear that the Jews would stone him. Eventually, they conceded and said, let us also go that we may die with him. 
In verse 21, Martha came to the Lord and said, Lord, if you were here, my brother would not have died. The Lord said to her, your brother shall rise again. But clouded by her own concepts and biblical teaching, she responded, I know that he will rise again in resurrection on the last day. This is a very good expounding of the word and a very biblical response. In her thought, she wished that the Lord would come earlier and that it was impossible for anything to be done now. Brothers and sisters, many times our religious knowledge and opinions can prevent us from experiencing the Lord as resurrection life. In verse 25, the Lord said, Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, even if he should die, shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall by no means die forever. The Lord seemed to be telling Martha, It is not a matter of time. There is no problem of time with me. Nothing is too late and nothing is too early. As long as I am here, your brother will live. He resumed in verse 27, asking Martha, Martha, do you believe this? And Martha's response is, is, is quite interesting. She said, Yes, Lord, I have believed that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God who is coming into the world. Even though this is true, her response showed that she was unclear about what the Lord was saying. It was a completely unrelated response. Her old preoccupying knowledge prevented her from understanding the Lord's new word. As believers, we can have so much knowledge from our life experiences, from our culture, and even our religious background, but what God wants is not just an objective or academic knowledge of resurrection life, but a living knowledge. Too much knowledge breeds opinions, which prevents the Lord from coming in. Martha was so active in her self-assuming opinions. What she needed is to stop her active resisting mind and say, Amen, Lord, you are the resurrection life, and that is what we need right now. We come to verse 32. Mary comes to the Lord with the same view, saying, Lord, if you were here, my brother would not have died. This was an opinion and a complaint against the Lord. The Lord sympathizes with us and wants to come in as life into our situation. But our opinions on what the Lord ought to do or not, um, or not, not do hinders the Lord. The Jews also questioned the Lord, and then Martha continued in her opinion and thought that there was no use for the Lord to remove the stone from the tomb because it was the fourth day after Lazarus' passing. Reading this chapter, one would easily ask, why didn't the Lord come when Lazarus was suffering before he passed away? If he loved him, why didn't he come earlier? We need to see that the Lord doesn't heal us according to our understanding, but rather he heals us by enlivening us. Ephesians 2.1 says that we are dead in our trespasses and sins. As believers, it's our natural thought to continue in our integrity and good works to please God. But no matter who we are or what we have, apart from Christ, we are dead. And the Lord operates as resurrection life, never to improve our, or regulate our behavior. But his unique intention is to impart himself to into us as enlivening life. For this reason, the Lord refused to go to Lazarus immediately to heal him. He waited until Lazarus was thoroughly dead and buried. This is the principle of resurrection. In Philippians 3.10, the Apostle Paul understood this principle. Paul said, To know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of, of his sufferings being conformed to his death. If there is no death, the Lord can't come in as resurrection life. 
This principle of resurrection can be seen with a lifeguard rescuing a drowning swimmer. If the lifeguard comes to rescue the swimmer too early when he is struggling to stay afloat, not only would he fail, but there would be the danger that the swimmer and the lifeguard would be brought underwater. The lifeguard waits for the swimmer to exhaust himself before he can come in and rescue the drowning swimmer. In order for the Lord to be resurrection life to us, he needs our submission and our cooperation. And we need to forsake our opinions. Towards the end of the chapter, when he tells us to move the stone, we need to submit, cooperate, and coordinate with him. The Lord is very capable of moving the stone himself and causing Lazarus to come out. But he waited for man to cooperate with him. Whenever we identify death in our being, whether it be a sinful action or thought, um, reflecting on a perilous or irredeemable situation, or just a hindrance, anything in our being that blocks our fellowship with God, we have to come to the Lord and quiet our being. We need to stop all the opinions of, if only I had this, or if only the Lord removed that obstacle. We should come to the Lord and say, Lord, you are the resurrection and the life. You are the life that swallows up all the death. You are able to save me by being my life. Lord, I open to you. Come in. This is the first step to cooperating with the Lord who is resurrection life. What's really neat is that resurrection life is not just for our Christian life, but it's also for the church life. Lazarus came out of the tomb, but he was still bound in burial clothes and his face was bound with a handkerchief. The Lord instructed the others to loose him and let him go. Lazarus was living um, and he exited the tomb, but the remnants of death still clung to him as symbolized by the clothes. The work of resurrection was completed when the people cooperated with the Lord to remove the bandages from Lazarus. Likewise, when the Lord raises up people from death in the church, he needs the other believers. He needs you and me to cooperate with him to fully release them from earthly bondage. The Lord needs and he wants to flow as resurrection life through us and to one another. If we drop our opinions, submit to the Lord's word, and cooperate with the Lord's resurrection power, then the Lord will manifest his resurrection life in the saints, in you and me, and in the church.